Welcome to the Creative Land Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here at Creative Play Podcast Network with my friends, Scott, Josie, hey. and Kelly. Woo! August the 10th. Focus. Your focus needs more focus. Hey, what are you talking about? What you say? Are you single for me? <laughs> Remember what you were talking about earlier about New York having accents? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> we just crossed into the Bronx. <laughs> Let's not forget, forget about, about it. it. <laughs> forget about so, it. So focus. I'll go first since I was last last time. Focus. Were you uh, last last time? I don't remember. It was a whole was, it, it, it was, and then we kind of, you know, pentagrammed across the you know, table there. Focus. So for focus, I want to throw out there as a GM and storyteller, I'm going to pick the less focused angle of make sure your story focuses on your players because as a storyteller I know a lot of GMs out there and I'll be critical myself that they've got such a tight storyline that they focus more on this pre-written storyline than the players that are dancing their way through it and it's it's I mean railroading is really a bad thing because a lot of times in games you really just need to point the group in the right directions to well, you know, there's actually a really fantastic video by Matt Colville mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube about the pros and cons of railroading versus the open world. He equates them to The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, whereas The Hobbit is an open world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord of the Rings is much more of a railroad. It's a fantastic, like, 40-minute long video. If someone wants to kind of watch that, I enjoyed it heavily. I don't have that focus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a very good breakdown of railroading versus an open world and it's fantastic and how the focus shifts from the story to the players depending on what you want to do but yeah for me it's story should be focused on the players which that's why it was like a session zero because that way you know what your players are before you write much you have you have a skeleton of the story so that way you can tell your players at session zero this is the adventure but i need to know about all of you guys so i can pepper the story with all of your your background so it can be player-focused, unless you want to be that Wolverine character who's an orphan, who has no family, who has nothing except for showing up on the day of the game, and what I bring to fight is all I have as a background. Gee, that doesn't uh, remind me of my mongrel character at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, see, your character's got backstory. You've got the whole mongrel thing going. <laughs> that's more than Wolverine. So that's my focus. Okay, I'm good now. So we're just going in reverse order. Yes. <laughs> um, 
for me, focus is sometimes difficult, specifically you know, in the modern times. There's so many different things that draw your attention on things, and it's really important that when you're role playing, you're actually there in the and in the moment. Right. Um, so, and things, you know, like phones or, you know, computer games or you know, whatever, you know, it kind of distracts you from that sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's important that you're actually able to focus on, on what you're doing. It's, it's a short The chair table is evil, yes. It wasn't this very year earlier or yesterday. Well, last week it was. Poor Michael was over there every time he leaned on it. Well, I wasn't here last week. I didn't show up. <laughs> okay, let's focus. Sorry. Focus. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was basically it with me. Be in the present, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah especially because yeah, there's always the, there are, you know, players that it doesn't matter. They always have something, you know, I mean, we're all guilty of, like, having the phone. We have to, you know, be available to other things outside of the game. Um, but most of us, are, I think, are really good about staying present, but you always have some of those people once in a while. It's like the whole time, well, everybody else is focused on the game and like, okay, I kind of know what I'm going to do when it's my turn, staying engaged. Then there's that other person that's like, what? Oh, it's my turn? You know. And because they're not that focused. They need more focus <laughs> because they're obviously not focused enough on the game than whatever their what? usually what? handheld device. I, I cast the fireball on, on the dragon. What do you mean you guys all rushed in the room while I wasn't paying attention? <laughs> yeah. <Three> so... roll! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I guess going off of that point, you talked about the players focusing on the game. Um, I think I'll talk about the GM focusing on the players. And unlike the GM who spoke about Story. The GM focusing on the characters and story. The GM also needs to focus on the players. He has to be able to read the players at the table because you have to always be able to adapt and improvise and overcome. <laughs> oh. But it's necessary that you're able to read how they're taking what you're dishing out, whether it's combat or role play or anything, to make sure that they're engrossed and engaged. And focus. Yeah, yeah, and focus. Because it's not, it is their job to be focused in the game that they are taking time out of their day to play. They, mm -hmm. at some point in time, they decided that they wanted to be here. They should at least focus. It's also the GM's job to focus on the players and make sure that they're giving the players what they're there for. Yeah. Because it's the dance. Yeah. And so that's, that's the focus I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, so for me then, I guess I will bring up yet another different type of focus. And I think it, it, it relates more to spellcasters, uh, particularly divine ones, cleric, paladin, that type of thing. A lot of people forget when they play these, you have a, a holy symbol, or you have, or a magic user will have a focus, something that they use to focus their spells. Um, Usually with the divine casters, it's a you know holy item and stuff. So always get a tattoo, <laughs> or always put it on your shield. It's my yeah, favorite. but see, like for, I often I put very difficult to remove a tattoo. <laughs> that's true. I, I tend to put it on the shield just because it's like yeah, it's in their face, you know, kind of thing. Or um, but 
this, I, I noticed that a lot of people forget that they have that focus, you know, this, you know, centerpiece. Exactly, that, but uh, particularly with other casters and stuff, I think that it's, it gets forgotten, but really should have some type of focus. It's really funny to me. Uh, in my Saturday D&D campaigns, um, of which I will perhaps be running tonight, August the 10th, a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Enter laugh track. <laughs> um, uh, I have uh, arcane spellcaster because it's D&D. Mm -hmm. They're a necromancer, which is already quite odd, since the party composes of two paladins, a monk, and a necromancer. Of course! <laughs> You know, Palace, go outside real quick. I have to do a thing. <laughs> makes perfect sense. They they opted for a component pouch instead yeah. of an arcane team focus like a wand or a staff or an orb. See, I would have gone for if I was a necromancer, I would have gone for a lone wand. Yeah, or an orb, focus. like yeah. mm, some type of. And they they went for the component pouch, like and it's like that's mini skull or something. Yeah, it's like that's so weird, and uh, a lot of people just kind of stop at the fact that the arcane focus or divine focus. Fills the material components of any spell that doesn't have a material component that costs an actual dollar yeah. amount, and so it's really weird. Because like, like just pull out some back one. Yeah, because like really, if they were captured, I feel like for most GMs, a component pouch would be more nonchalant than a magic item that they hold and are seen throwing. And yeah. And yeah. so it's like, if they're ever captured, I have to contend with that fact that the bad guys aren't going to be searching for a pouch full of bat guano and pig's ears. They're going to be looking for a carved piece of wood or, you know, a bit of bone or a, a large glass or a crystal chunk. What's he got there? He's yeah. got a belt full of bat guano. That's disgusting! <laughs> Wipe it on his face! Material opponent satisfied. <laughs> Ray of death. <laughs> Bite off his fingers. He might be one of those finger twiddlers. It's very odd yeah. that someone is actually using a component pouch. Yeah, no, I mean... I'm uh, raising like... the dead for this. Lord something good. Oh, no, no, no. They're... they're they are chaotic neutral. Oh. Uh, <laughs> as are both of the paladins. Oh, well then there's no... Yeah, so the paladins are chaotic neutral. Listen, in fifth, paladins are all are... over the spectrum oh, okay. now. Yeah, yeah you no longer... Sorry. It's not like in second where you had to be right. lawful good. Yeah. Oh, okay. After these years, the paladins, 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 are, paladins yeah. are just warriors of the dark. Yeah, yeah they're, like, they're and, divine warriors. And even in some, After, like the Sword Coast book, it's your paladin of an oath of the land. So it's yeah. not even the gods, ah. it's... Law. It's like the atheist yeah. version of it. But right? the thing is, it's, it's a law, and so they're chaotic neutral. And so after these characters die, which they at some point probably will. Chaotic neutral, they're going to kill themselves somehow. Yeah, they're just going to end up dead in a ditch somewhere. Um, <laughs> it won't even be my fault. I'll try really hard to kill them, they'll somehow survive, and then they'll get themselves in a ditch. Yeah. Somehow. Um, but... After these characters, I'm going to be enforcing on my players lawful. All paladins have to be lawful. I don't care if you're uh, good, neutral, or evil. you got to be lawful. Because otherwise, it's a what, what oath are you? Yeah. Conquest. Oath of conquest. That's not even chaotic. You are adhering to lawful. An oath. <laughs> a lawful oath. 
a bound set of rules of what you're gonna do. Because you can have lawful good, lawful neutral, and lawful, lawful evil. evil. It was like a chaotic how it is. Like, isn't that isn't that anti that's the antithesis of the oath. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily. Well, the thing is, chaos doesn't believe in rules and boundaries. Exactly. Right. Paladins follow one of the five oaths that they follow. Exactly. Or even if you make up oath, it's still an oath oh, that you it's follow, an oath, which is a set of and rules. And because they're a paladin, and often mm -hmm. most of them will follow a god. Right. Uh, I mean, it's there's a tenet that they that they're adhering they to. They have to follow to. a thing. However, so, that being said. I mean, you could like have a chaotic paladin. Revolutionaries that. would be chaotic. No, because they're no, adhering they to their own oh, set of rules. Yeah. Exactly. So, so a revolutionary would go lawful neutral, which means you, you are honorable. Well, actually, right. a revolutionary, a revolutionary would go either would, yeah. good, neutral, evil, depending yeah. on yeah. what they're rebelling against. So if it's yeah. evil or you know, yeah. good, neutral but works because you're your own honor code. There's really only one instance in which you can, in which you can have a chaotic power, and that's open. Or that's Oathbreaker. Oathbreaker. Yeah. And even then, that's built to like take you to Oath of Redemption. Yeah. In which... Which is the old Fallen Paladin. Yeah. And it's like, all right, then you'd be chaotic, but generally, Oathbreaker wouldn't be your chaotic. It would be you change either your good, good or evil alignment yeah. to neutral yeah. or, or whatever. You Not go from you, Luke, lawful, you go from so. Anakin to Vader. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because, that switch. Yeah. From neutral to evil. Yeah, because yeah. if a paladin were to go against whatever tenant they had sworn right. their um, ideology to, then theoretically they would lose their magic. Right. Because they no longer have that divine, or right. yeah, yeah, it's like, and then they would have to go towards the, the power beliefs. So, but that's only in regards to paladins mm -hmm. per se. Now, if you wanted to have play uh, a yeah, uh, cleric can be chaotic. They're, right. they're a divine spellcaster. And they yeah, fight they don't out. have to be lawful. I mean, right. mm -hmm. they just need but, to be in the yeah. neighborhood of but their if, god. But, like, but the if they piss off their god, then you might want to you might want to be that guy from the mummy and start pulling yeah. out your necklace and say which god will answer my call. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think for paladins, it's like the whole point is to be lawful. That's yeah. the whole point. And I think monks should be much the same way because, like, a monk. In, being a monk infers that you went to a monastery. Unless you're Taoist. The Taoist could go chaotic. But then again, it depends on the, what type uh -huh. of monk you're going for. But, but, going but for, the Taoist is the same thing as we were talking about the Paladin couldn't do, because they're still following their own code. Mm -hmm. But there's a code there, that's the problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they'd still be pretty lawful. And it's like, yeah. a monk, and like being a monk infers that you either were raised or went through your training so, at a monastery, which is somewhere where your daily life is codified. And you've been organized in a <laughs> set process. Yeah. So it's like, monks should be lawful too, really, when you think about I, it. I just noticed in fifth they loosey-goosey a lot of stuff. Yeah. Except later, you know, monks have a lot more freedom. Um, it's only when they're acolytes. When they're but, the whole but idea, once they have attained attained a certain level of, then they're actually free to do whatever they want. But, the only, the but, the only, they, but only because the assumptions are they know their rules well enough. To yeah, that they exactly. So, but they, they, they have a, a certain. And aside that, they've gained their martial prowess through like a strict abeyance of given physical and. Then you become that evil Shaolin monk that multiclassed some rogue afterwards. So you become right. that highwayman in Japan that's that went, went to the Shaolin monastery, but now it's rogue. 
or you you want to be a badass, so you went to the monastery, you learned your art, then you became a fighter because you wanted to get a sword in your hands and join the army, and then you fell from the army, and then you <laughs> found God, and then and then you're just multi-classing every single class. Okay, now I think we have lost focus. We have, we have totally <laughs> lost focus. This uh, this conversation just. Hasn't had much of a focus. No focus. It's kind of into so focus. So, Uncle. No, that was Jackie Chan from the remake of The Karate Kid. I know, but I bounced <laughs> over from Jackie Chan to Jackie Chan Adventures, the anime with Uncle. Honestly, Uncle is the so best. close to how I imagine Jack Hyde looking. <laughs> like withered, like hair slightly less gray, <laughs> like more salt and pepper, but like that's about yeah. And he'll probably beat you with a blowfish too. <laughs> or, you know his cane that is a sword. Yeah. So that is August the tenth. Focus. 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 Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And remember, be careful out there. There be dragons about. On the battlefield, I'm a warrior ready to kill or be killed. I've defeated orcs from the north, sent Kandorian demon spawns back to the depths, and drank with Sumerian heroes. But when I get back from a hard day of disemboweling my enemies, I enjoy nothing more than to open my castle doors and find a dungeon crate as my reward for blood well spilled. Designed for role players and tabletop gamers, Dungeon Crate is a monthly subscription box service with a treasure hoard of loot you can use on or off the battlefield. Miniatures, dice, tokens, coins, maps, modules, terrain pieces, handcrafted items, RPG jewelry, and more are yours for only a few gold per month. You even get a digital crate along with a physical one as an added bonus. So what say you? Are you ready for postal glory? Oh boy. DungeonCrate.com let the adventure begin!